The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria, joined by my good buddy, Keith Cork. It's Wednesday. We got 11 games to talk about. It's March 24th. We're going to be blazing through this. It's it's going to be a doozy of a slate, one that we're pretty excited to talk about. But Keith, it's always a week before we get to talk. How you been? Pretty good, man. It's uh, you know been a kind of an up and down week for me, but uh, I'm excited for the trade deadline coming up. So uh, a lot of exciting news coming down and We'll talk a little bit more about that, but uh, pretty good, man. Pretty yeah, good. nothing like them to just really fill up the most amount of games that you could play right before the deadline, where it's uh, you know everybody's trade rumored, and uh, you know we got we got to be careful around here. But absolutely, I don't think there's a more exciting time in sports than around any trade deadline, let alone the NBA, where uh, it's been getting a little bit more aggressive over the past few years. So I'm pretty excited about it as well. So. We're going to jump right into things, but before we do, quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over at MyBookie. If you guys haven't already been over there, go check out MyBookie.ag. Check out the number one sportsbook out there. Only sportsbook I trust. I give my stamp of approval for all of my NBA and sports betting needs. Uh, Whether you want to do some MLB season, we're only two weeks away from that opening pitch. We got... Some good old NBA on every single night. And then the, the wildness of March Madness. Uh, and you're getting, if especially if you're looking over there uh, at March Madness, you get some of these crazy, crazy lines that you can really take advantage of using my bookie. And on top of that, they got a fully-fledged casino platform with all of your table, games, slot machines, and betting needs. So head over to my bookie, Use that promo code HOOPBALL on your initial deposit over there, and they will match it 50% on up to $1,000. So you put in five hundred dollars, they'll give you two fifty for free. You put in a thousand dollars, they give you five hundred for free. Use that promo code hoopball on your initial deposit. So we got some things to get into, man. It's it's going to be a doozy of a slate. Uh, a lot of things that we're going to have to monitor. And one thing I would always say, right around the trade de- trade deadline, if you're not going to be there to monitor every single bit of news, uh. Maybe just dial it back, just a hair, uh, just for a day or two, until we can see how things kind of shake out. We'll jump right into this, man. Detroit Pistons traveling to Indiana, take on the Pacers. This is a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. As far as the injury report goes for the Pistons, Hamanin Diallo, he is out dealing with that right groin strain. No timetable for his return. Then I'll say Killian Hayes, Rodney Magruder, Jalil Okafor all out. Wayne Ellington is questionable for the Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner, both questionable. TJ Warren is still out. We do not have a game total for this. We do not have a spread. I will pass it over to you, my good friend. We'll start off with the Pistons. Who are we looking at? Uh, Yeah, for the Pistons, I mean, you know, I think you can go to Jamie Grant. 7400 it's just a fair price it's been his price pretty much all season um you know he's he's the guy there uh he's gonna do well or he's or he's not mostly he's been doing well he's been pretty consistent so uh not a guy i'm super excited about but i think it's a it's a fair price tag just as it's always been it's kind of a guy i kind of always mentioned so i might as well mention him again uh and then i also like sadiq bay at 5800 um i just think you know he's had he had a kind of a bad game the last one out but uh he is one of the guys they're looking forward to the future you know he's he's one of the guys that they're going to really be trying to 
get more touches and get more you know more minutes and he's played 39 32 36 minutes the last three games uh 5800 he's gonna get a bunch of shot up shots up the last game he shot one for nine don't think he shoots that poorly again against the pacers um so i don't mind going to him at 5800 but those are really the only two guys i'm looking at on, on the pistons how about you I can't fault you. Um, I'm not really looking at much. Again, I always say it with Jeremy Gray. He's just always right around that $7,400 price tag, which is fair. It's priced appropriately. We know his upside. He's going to have the high usage and all the good stuff to go with it. Just probably not a guy that 11 games. I mean, this game in general doesn't really gravitate off the page to me. Um, If I'm looking at anybody, I'm going to keep an eye on that Wayne Ellington news. If he plays the whole Frank Jackson at shooting guard experiment might pretty much be over. So keep an eye on that. Uh, but if he sits again, we could probably look at Frank Jackson, a 3,900, a guy that's been playing some pretty consistent minutes. Uh, doesn't offer much outside of scoring, uh, but he's there. And if he's playing 26 to 30 minutes, we could look at him at 3,900. And funny thing about Sadiq Bey, you know, rumor has it, the uh, the Kings gave him a call. They said, mm-hmm. hey, we'll, we'll swap a good old Marvin Bagley for him. <laughs> and they... Uh, Click. <laughs> yeah, Troy Weaver, Troy Weaver just hung up that phone real quick. Uh, let's go slide over the Pacers side. Uh, paying a top dog price, 9400 for Demonis Sabonis. It's a great matchup for him. They just do not have the personnel. They might try to roll out Isaiah Stewart, and uh, if they try to do that alongside of Plumlee, it's going to get very, very clogged up at the paint. But, uh, you know, if Miles Turner happens to sit, Sabonis slides over to the center, more rebounds become available. It's a hefty price tag, but it's a good matchup. Uh, push comes to shove. I don't think I'll have be overexposed to it, but I won't be crossing him out of my player pool either. And then I'm just going to keep an eye on that Brogdon news. I think that's obviously the big thing that we need to monitor. If Brogdon sits, TJ McConnell at 5,900, he should just be uh, handling all the point guard duties. And when he's playing point guard, man, the steals and assists floor this guy has, it just gives him a comfortable like 30 DK point floor is what it feels like with some of those crazy like near triple-double type upsides. And then you'd also see guys like Jeremy Lamb get a bump who, you know, had a monster game in that last one. Feels like we'd be chasing if we go right back to it. But at 4,200, the shot attempt should be there for him off the bench. Yeah, I can't blame you. I'm not chasing the Jeremy Lamb pl- uh, play personally, but uh, it's 4,200. I mean, it's absolutely something you can you can have. It's an, an option for you. Um, I'm not looking at DeMontis Simonis too much at 9,400 because there's some other guys we'll talk about a little bit later that are you know more expensive. I'm looking at a, a lot harder than him. Uh, don't mind that play either. Um, but the one guy I do have on here that you didn't mention is Karis LeVert, uh, 6,600. I think he's you know starting to get his legs under him, starting to get some more minutes, and uh, I don't mind play, paying this for uh, – Lavert up against the Pistons. It's just a great matchup, and uh, I think it's a guy that's probably going to have some low ownership. So I am looking at a little bit of Lavert at sixty six hundred. All right, <clears throat> cannot blame you, but we'll we'll keep it moving for time's sake, man. We're going to have to keep an eye on it today. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. Denver Nuggets traveling to Toronto, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time game. There is no injury report for this game. Denver on the second half of back to back. And um, I believe we do actually, for some reason, they always do this to us. No injury report, but we have a spread. We have a game total. 224 game total. Denver favored by one in this one, which feels feels a little weird. Feels a little weird with that spread, man. But I'll let you decide on that. I'll let you start off with this Denver team. What can you tell us? Yeah, I think, you know, the Denver team, uh, they, they play tonight. That's a back-to-back, so... Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm looking at Jokic. I, I don't mind the play at all. Um, Jokic is like fine play anytime he's on the slate. Um, 
but again, I think there's there's more sense about some guys later on uh, that we'll talk about that I'm 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 higher on. So uh, not necessarily looking Jokic's way. You can play him. Uh, Jamal Murray at 7,300 though. I do like that price tag up against the Raptors who struggle to guard the guard guards anyways. Um, so that's a, that's a fair price I feel for him. And Michael Porter Jr. at 6,900. I'll pay up for these guys uh, against these Raptors because these Raptors have just been so bad. They've dropped nine in a row i think it was uh and uh, they're just not uh, not looking very good so uh yeah that, that one point spread does look a little fishy to me uh, i think it's just maybe because the nuggets are on a back-to-back but uh, i think they probably beat them by more i think they're just a way better team um so that's what i think <laughs> hey i'm kind of right there with you and yeah these raptors team did just lost to the rockets um yeah. that should say enough right there i mean i don't know what else needs to be said uh, I'm not really looking at too much over here on Denver. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on this shooting guard position. Uh, Monte Morris and Gary Harris, both these guys have been missing some time. If they both miss again tomorrow, we should see those minutes kind of trickle down to Compazzo and Dozier. I prefer Compazzo. So I'll take some stabs at 3,800. Don't mind him. You talked about Toronto's backcourt. Pretty uh, pretty lackluster. Compazzo's been one of their best perimeter defenders and just best one-on-one defenders. When you need somebody locked up, Compazzo, he seems like he's that guy for them. Uh, so knowing that they're going against a backcourt that is pretty prominent in their offense, wouldn't be surprised if he plays a little bit more than 20 minutes, 22 to 24. Uh, on the Toronto side of things, so we'll slide over to there. We talked about those two guards, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet. Simply put, man, uh, I'm not playing Kyle Lowry until we know what's going on. Um, by just waiting for that late scratch for some of these guys around the trade deadline. Not everybody in a rumor is going to get traded. I know that. But... On 11 games, I feel like I just can go away from it if I if I want. I don't need to go there. So, uh, and with how bad this Toronto team's been playing, like you said, it's going to be tough to want to pay up. You know, we're paying premiums for all these guys: 81 for Lowry, 79 for Van Vliet. It's what they're supposed to be priced at. Powell at 7K. I can I I can go there, but it's a premium. So I don't think I'm pretty much going to have any exposure to any of these Toronto guys. I don't know. Am I wrong here? No, I think you're uh, you're pretty much spot on. I'm not not too excited about these guys. I would look that way for GPPs. I think Pascal Siakam at 7,300 is an excellent price tag for a GPP play, um, for a guy that was you know we were seeing in the mid eight eight thousands earlier in the season. But um, you know he just got fined for for cussing out Nick Nurse. I mean th- things are not looking good over there. If I was to guess. Uh, it just feels like this this environment is ripe for one of these guys to get traded. So yeah, it could be Lowry, uh, could be Powell. Powell's on an expiring deal, so uh, I'm just gonna steer steer clear because I don't even want to try to track all this stuff, all this nonsense. Uh, I would play some Fred Van Vliet. I think he's safe. He's gonna he's gonna stay there. He's gonna be in Toronto. He's the guy, uh, 7900. I don't mind play, paying that for him. I think it's a fair price tag. Um, not exactly excited about it, but I think it's okay. Uh, the other guy I think is is an okay play and, and relatively safe is OG and Anobi at 5500, but um, yeah, I'm not too excited about any of these guys, and I probably won't end up with any of them in my rosters, uh, unless it's a GPP roster. Yeah, that's actually, I was spitballing some trade ideas with Santino today over the phone, and that Powell rumor to the Nets kind of popped up, and we're like, what can they do? Uh, it'd probably have to take a three or four team trade, but I can definitely see them trying to work Claxton in there. Uh, Toronto needs a big, and if Brooklyn has any faith, they can sign one of, you know, Whiteside, Drummond, or Cousins, one of these guys, you know, might make some sense for him. We'll slide on to the next game, though. I'm not a GM. Uh, Boston Celtics traveling to Milwaukee, take on the Bucks in this one. For the injury report, Romeo Lankford, Tristan Thompson both rolled out. For the Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo is questionable, as well as Bryn Forbes. NBA, or I mean NBA, Vegas lets us know uh, that this game does not have a game total and does not have a spread. 
We'll start off with the Celtics. Kemba Walker sat out that last one. I'm pretty sure everybody flocked right to Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, and rightfully so. Those guys did not really disappoint us too much, but what can we look at with this team? You know, pretty much back to full health outside of Tristan Thompson. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think you can um, definitely look at Jalen Brown if Tatum sits for some reason. It's, he was just dealing with an illness, so I, I expect him to be back in this one. So uh, I don't know if I like Tatum or Brown if they're both playing, but if Tatum does sit for some reason, then Brown at 8,300 is okay, obviously. Um, but I still like Marcus Smart at the 5,900 price tag, even with those guys in. Uh, I just think it's a fair price tag. I think he can hit value there. Uh, and then the last guy is, uh, you know, like you said, Tristan Thompson, if he's out again, Daniel Tice looks like a, uh, a solid play at 5,000. Um, if he's in, I probably won't play Tice either. Um, but this is another situation where I'm probably uh, you know fading these guys. And I know it sounds like you're kind of being lazy in these early <laughs> games, but I really, really don't like a lot of these early games. So uh, I'm probably not playing a lot of Celtics. Let's be lazy, man. I'm with it. I'm not touching Tatum. You said it. He's supposed to be playing through an illness. I'll pass. I don't want to play the guy unless we get that, you know, that flu game, but. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let somebody else take their shots on it. And, you know, paying the premium against Jalen Brown against a fully healthy Bucks team, I'm assuming Giannis plays, but we'll have to monitor that. Uh, and I'm with you. I don't mind spending down on the guys 5'9", five, 5K. Five Those are the two guys I'd look at. You know, you can uh, steer clear of Jeff Teague after that big game that he had with both Tatum and Kemba Walker out. That's not going to happen again. So I'll leave it there. And uh, Robert Williams at 6K, just a little too rich for me. He's been playing phenomenal, though. Can't, you can't uh, ignore Time Lord. Great point per minute guy. On the Bucks side of the ball, Giannis sits. I have no problem going back to the well on Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. We just know that the usage is going to get funneled right through these guys. And uh, they're both going to be too cheap for what they, their output is normally with no Giannis. Both of these guys are averaging over 1.1 DK points per minute with him off the floor. Touching on that 1.2 mark. So I have interest in both those guys. If Giannis sits, if Giannis plays, I'd probably only look at Holiday. Uh, even then, it's, you know, I like that 6,800 price tag that we we're getting the other night. Still fair at 72. And again, we can still go right back to the well with Bobby Portis if Giannis sits as well. A little bit of a price bump in this one, up $1,200 compared to his last game when Giannis sat, but it's still the Boston Celtics. Uh, the size can easily get into that front court. What are you looking at over on Milwaukee? Uh, man, you touched exactly what, on what I'm looking at. I like uh, like Middleton. And I like Portis. If, if Giannis sits, I don't mind the Drew Holiday or the, yeah the Drew Holiday call. Um, don't necessarily play him myself at that price tag, but it, you know it's not a bad call. It's a pretty good one. Um, and then Giannis, if he plays, uh, I'd look his way. But I, I like other guys later. So um, again, I'm probably fading the Bucks Bucks team too. So uh, I guess I'm choosing nobody today uh, and not going to play anybody. So there you go. And you know what? That might be the better way to do it because if your slate is starting at, you know, 8 p.m., that gives you an extra hour to kind of, you know, see what all this news is, what's breaking, uh, what you're going to like in these later games. So not a bad strategy to take, my good friend, Keith. I, I can't fault you there. Do uh, you ready to move on to this next game? I am ready. Let's do it. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Charlotte Hornets travel to Houston, take on the Rockets in this one. Uh, for the for the Hornets, Lamella Ball is out. Cody Zeller is questionable. Uh, Lamella just had that wrist surgery. They're saying he'll be reevaluated in four weeks, and it'll be determined on whether or not he's rolled out. Has a chance to make a return. I'm still going to be a little skeptical on that point. It's probably going to just be determined, I guess, where the Hornets are at. For the Rockets, Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, David Nawaba all out. Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable. Victor Oladipo is all but traded. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, writing's on the wall. He is pretty much gone. Just got to find where. We'll start off with this Hornets team. 
Uh, I'll I'll lead off here, and then I'll I'll pass Houston to you. I'll give you the hard one, Keith. The benefit of being the host, you just can kind of spin it that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty much looking at these same guys with no Lamelo Ball. Uh, you know, just knowing that the usage is going to get funneled through uh, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier. It's going to be a little bit of um, I want to say a difficult matchup, any way, shape, or form. Houston just bleeds points, but not the best one-on-one matchup, I guess, for Graham if he's going to be playing point guard going against John Wall. And it looks like John Wall has just been playing with a fire with how poorly, poorly this team has been playing. Now that Christian Wood's back on the floor, they, this team's probably going to be playing with a little bit more momentum. I'm hoping, unless they just get the call from the front office saying, start, you know, start losing, throw it, throw in the towel. Uh, but I'm going to be looking at Graham. I'm going to be looking at Rozier. And I'm going to be going right back to the well, Bleak Monk at 4,300. Uh, these are the guys we expected to get the usage uptick, and we were not disappointed. Malik Monk, 27 minutes off the bench in that last one. But what we are wanting to see is those 15 shot attempts. Only 3,300 if he's taking 15 shots off the bench going against this Houston team. I got a lot of interest in him. So Monk's probably going to be my favorite option out of all three of these guys. And then outside of that, I don't mind looking at Graham and Rozier. I think they're both fantastic plays, both a little bit priced up from when we last played them, but still, still great options. Yep, I am 100% right there with you, and uh, you know I throw in some Gordon Hayward at 7900 just because of the matchup, just because the like you said the Rockets bleed points. Um, Hayward got 19 shots uh, the last game without having to compete with the Lamelo Ball for shots and for playing time and all that. So um, I don't mind going 7900 for him. I think until he gets up to the you know low eights, mid eights around there, 8300, 8400, uh, I'll probably be okay with playing uh, Gordon Hayward. All right. Why don't you break down the Rockets for us? We'll slide over to that yeah, side. Yeah, you give me the easy one. I like it. Um, <laughs> no, you know, it's a, you know, I don't, I don't like too many of these Rockets, to be honest. You know, it, it's a good point. I mean, Oladipo is not, I, I don't know if he plays. I, I don't know what's going on there. He's probably not playing. Uh, he's going to get traded. Um, so, you know, John Wall, 7,600. You got to look his way. Um, it's a really, really fair price tag for him. He might be. A really great. It might be my favorite play on the, on the slate. I, I don't know, but um, outside of him, I'm not too interest, interested in many other guys. Uh, I do like uh, Denwell House Jr. at 4900 though. Um, this guy's been coming on lately. Um, he's got the upside. He just you know hasn't. He wasn't playing the win of the season, so he's he's had, had to get his legs under him. Had to get his game body back in shape, and I think he's he's finally getting there. And it's just too cheap for the guy, uh, as he's got a pretty prominent role here in the offense. So uh, I like Wall. I like I like House, but um, I'm I don't think I'm touching any of these other guys. To be honest um i'll be looking at wall and i think outside of that it's just gonna be the other top tier guy on this team and it's christian wood at 8100 i just think any center that has an offensive pulse rolling into charlotte could just take advantage of the situation and uh you know the minutes cap it's kind of there they're saying it's there but we just saw that he played 36 minutes against okc he got into a little bit of foul trouble in that last one where he only played 28 and then obviously they manhandled toronto so there's no real need to to force it uh, didn't even look, you know, too aggressive on the glass or anything like that, but this is a great matchup. So 8,100, a guy that can consistently early on in the season was just churning out 40 point games left and right with the upside of 50 plus. I'm cool with it. I'll take some stabs there. And like you said, not trusting Oladipo. And if we get the news that he sits and John Walls at the lone, you know, lone wolf of his backcourt, sign me up at 7,600. I'm cool with that as well. Um, going to kind of steer clear of some of these ancillary guys. You might be able to, you know, take another flyer, and it feels like you're kind of almost chasing that, uh, that Jeremy Lamb game with Sterling Brown shooting seven of ten, uh, yeah. grabbing ten boards when you know Christian Wood only had four. Uh, but if he draws the start again, if Oladipo sits at 4,500, 
again, he's an option. I'm not expecting anything near that sort of game, and I probably won't chase it, but there's worse things you can do. I agree. Next game, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Phoenix Suns traveling to Orlando. Take on the Magic in this one. Another team that uh, is getting their name mentioned in just about every single trade rumor. No game total, no spread. And that's because we saw one of these teams play today. It's Suns. I did not play DFS today. Funny enough, took my first night off with no plans. And you know what it was for? I opened up so many packs of basketball cards with my buddies. We had it, we had it, we had it planned out. A uh, bunch of grown men, degenerates, uh, having this planned out for several weeks where we were just going to be little kids. So I, uh, I took the night off, and I just let it rip, man. I was having a good time. But there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll, get back, we'll get back into this. No game total, no spread. Uh, pass it over to you, Keith. We'll start with this Phoenix team. Again, man, we're getting all these wonderful games that I know I know you're dying to attack this one. So why don't you talk about it? <laughs> yeah, man, it's a it's a tough slate. I'm not going to lie. It's a, one of the tougher ones in recent memory, to be honest. I think I don't know, maybe the last uh, few months, actually, I don't think I've seen a tougher slate. So uh, this is a tough one to crack. But uh, the Suns, man, I you know, I've been thinking a lot about the Suns. I think well, I can't remember exactly what the stat was, but they've had, you know, um, eight players score 10 plus points or something like that. They broke a record uh, of games consecutively that that happened. But what, what, what I'm saying is basically that they spread the wealth, right? Which um, is both a good thing and a bad thing for DFS. It's a good thing because uh, what we can do is we can look at, you know, the value plays of the lower price guys and, and try to get some value there because they're going to be getting more, more usage than, than they are in other teams. Uh, but it's a, uh, you know, a bad thing because obviously those top guys, they, they don't necessarily get the, those shots. So as far as the suns go, what I'm, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at the guys in the mid tier lower and I'm looking at Deandre eight and 5,800. That just seems way too low, uh, for a guy that, uh, has the capability. He has a huge ceiling. Um, is he going to hit it? I don't know. Is he, does he have a tough matchup against Vucevic? Absolutely. But, um, I still will take him at that price tag. And I think it's, it's a fair price tag, obviously. Uh, and then I'm looking also at Mikhail Bridges at 5,400. Uh, again, another just fair price tag. He's been around this price this, this whole season, and I just think he hits value more often than not. So uh, those are the two guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I can't fault you. Uh, and you said it perfectly. They do spread the wealth, and it's a good thing for the Phoenix Suns because they have the best record that they've had to start, to start the season in how long. Uh, and it's because they finally have a team that they could do this, but they actually have some decent role players, fundamental players, and rotational players where – uh, there is not, you know, Devin Booker doesn't need to go out there and drop, you know, seventy points. It's not, it's not something that's in, uh, that's in their tool belt. But DeAndre Ayton at fifty eight hundred, you touched on it. It's a fantastic price tag for this guy. He's having a great game as we speak. Uh, is it the best matchup? No. But bottom line, if Orlando is going to be the, you know, the or Vucevic's going to be the driving force for Orlando, they're going to need to put their best defensive player on the court. And it's not like they have so many great options behind. DeAndre Ayton defensively. You know, pretty much what they're looking at backup center-wise is, you know, Dario Saric. They'll throw in some Frank Kaminsky here and there, but they just don't have a ton of other options. So, you know, as long as he can stay out of foul trouble and he plays, I expect him to play 30-plus minutes if the game stays close. And at 5,800, he doesn't even need to play 30 minutes for him to really pay that off. It wouldn't be much more, but he can easily turn out a quick double-double with a block or two uh, and get us that price tag back. So 5,800, I'm cool with him. Outside of him, it would be Dario Sarge for me because, I, like I just said, if something happens to eight and he gets into foul trouble, uh, Sarge is going to have to come onto the court and probably have his hands full, but he's going to need to play a fair amount. So at 4,300, I have some interest in both these guys. Orlando side of the ball, though, Vucevic, 9,600. Probably the only guy that 
we can feel pretty secure with saying he's going to be a, uh, an Orlando Magic by by season's end. Uh, anybody else you have interest in on this side of the ball? Because it's pretty simple for me, man. I'm going to be taking a hard pass. Yeah, this is another hard fade for me. That's like the three teams in a row now. But uh, yeah, I can't. I can't even trust Vucevic because I just don't know how invested the Orlando Magic are going to be in in winning this game. I don't know if um anyone if you're watching the. Uh, the Nuggets magic game tonight, but uh, uh, the magic were down almost 30 points by halftime. I mean, they just did not, they weren't engaged. Um, they did come back and, and give, make it a little bit of a game, but um, I just, I can't trust any of these guys. I just don't like, cause I just don't think they're, they're really interested in playing basketball right now with each other. So uh, hard pass on the magic. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's guy, we don't know. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but for all we know, there's locker rooms already packed up and, uh, you know, the guy's got this, he's got all of his gear. He's got his, his luggage case. He's ready to hop on the plane and go to a new city in about 20 minutes. Uh, we generally, we generally don't know. Eric Gordon, Evan Fournier, both these guys are, are expected to be shopped pretty heavily, but we'll, uh, we're, we're probably doing a good thing by just crossing some of these games off. We turn an 11 game slate into a six game slate. It makes life a lot easier. Uh, you're dodging a lot of bullets and a lot of landmines when you just get these guys and get these players right out of your player pool, right off the rip. So We'll keep it moving, though. Next game, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to Chicago to take on the Bulls. For the Bulls, Garrett Temple is questionable. For the Cavs, Matthew Delvadova, Andre Drummond, Kevin Love, Torian Prince all ruled out. 218.5 game total. Chicago favored by 5.5 points. I feel like I should take uh, Cleveland right here, Keith. I think that's only right. I'll, I'll be respectful. I won't, I won't dog you again on this one. Uh, for the Cavs. It's a great matchup anytime someone's traveling into Chicago. This we know. Uh, where do we want to attack them? Pretty much do it anywhere, but I'll be doing it with mostly the backcourt. You know, Colin Sexton, 7,400. We touched on a lot of high-priced guys, and we'll touch on even more. So, again, I know we're not going to be able to play all these guys, but I'll keep Sexton in my player pool just knowing that he's got that upside. Shot volume, you know, it was down a little bit in that last game, but prior to that, it was three straight games with 20-plus shot attempts. Going against his backcourt, I don't mind taking some stabs out of him. And outside of that, you know, I don't mind going back to the Larry Nance Jr. well as we've been. It's just 6200 You're pretty much paying that price tag, and we've been seeing a little bit more of the floor games. Is the ceiling game here? I think it's fully capable of getting one of those ceiling 40-point games in this one. It's just not something that we can bake on, so I'd really just lean on him in GPPs. I'll probably keep it with just those two guys. Wouldn't fault you if you wanted to play Jared Allen, but I've already touched on guys like Christian Wood for $500 more who I prefer. Yeah, I'd actually be on Jared Allen myself more so than Christian Wood, even against my own team. I just, uh, I watched um, Gobert just put up nine blocks against my bullies uh, last game. And, uh, you know, we're just weak at center right now. And uh, we're going to keep keep starting Thad Young and, and Wendell Carter Jr. Wait, what was that about, man? They just, you guys were just attacking Gobert. And he was stopping oh, flies at one point. It was disgusting. I was, it was a <laughs> terrible game. I was uh, not having fun watching that game, but it's all good, man. I, like, you know, like I say, I say it all the time in the affair. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it, it, we're not going to win a championship this year. So I just want to see people play well. Uh, we did not play well. So that's Let me ask you this then. So if you're, if, if you're the Bulls GM, he calls you up. Uh, he says, Keith, what, you know, we're not winning this year. What's your what's your main move? Uh, you know, who are you shopping first? Is it going to be because I was talking again, me and Santino talking trade. And one thing that, you know, I thought would be a nice little swap for him. Uh, maybe give Golden State a call and say, hey, we got this guy named Laurie Marketing. I think he'd fit your system very well. Why don't you give us that guy, Kelly Oubre, that you don't want? Uh, both of them kind of expiring. We might not have either one, but maybe the change of scenery helps both of us. 
you know, I, lo- I like that. I like that. What I'm what I'm eyeing right now as a Bulls fan is a marketing for Lonzo Ball or for Brogdon swap. That's what I really want. I think the Bulls really want a point guard, uh, which uh, it's just been totally blatantly obvious that Kobe White can't handle the rock in the second unit. So we want a point guard or we want a um, rim protector. Those are the two biggest needs, I think. And, and I really think that we're uh, we're on the phones trying to get that. And Laurie Markkinen has an expiring deal and we are not. I've heard that we're close, quote unquote, on a uh, extension with him, but uh, we've been uh, working on that all season and it hasn't happened yet. So mm-hmm. I think Laurie's probably on his way out, and I think that's probably our biggest trade chip. And uh, so I'm expecting that to happen, to be honest with you. So uh, that's what I'd be looking for, and I'd be looking to get back. I'm hoping Ball. I'd love some Lonzo Ball here oh, yeah. in uh, in Chicago. So, uh, but uh, we'll see about that. But anyways, going back to DFS <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the for the Cavs. Uh, yeah, I like Jared Allen at 7600. Uh, like I said, against my bullies, I, I just think he's uh, he's good. Um, He's going to have a great game. Uh, and then I, I also add in there, uh, I, love, I love Sexton, too. The Sexton call's perfect, and, and obviously the Bulls' backcourt struggles on defense. But um, I'd also throw in there Dean Wade at 3,700. He just has a solid uh, role in the lineup right now. And I think uh, Jetty Osmond and Larry Nance Jr. are, are being shopped right now. I don't know if they're going to be shopped or, or shipped out, but uh, if they do, Dean Wade can step into a bigger role. And, and he, gets, he has a pretty solid role anyways and a pretty solid floor. So I like him as just a filler at 3,700. If there's one player I feel like that is just, you know, can withstand any sort of trade rumor and not have it affect him, it's got to be Larry Nance. Because that dude's been every every single trade deadline since he's been a rookie, he's been involved in the rumors. But uh, I'm cool with that. On the Chicago side of the ball, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty simple for me here, man. Uh, I'm looking at a couple of the same guys. I can't go near Markin and I can't go near Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, even when these guys are playing... They both just look like they got, uh, you know, the yips. Uh, I don't know, baseball reference, but when Chuck Knobloch couldn't throw to first base from second yep. base, yeah. uh, it, it kind of just looked like these guys just look shell-shocked, man, out there. They look like if they're afraid to move. Uh, so I can't go near either one of these guys, especially, you know, knowing that they're probably the two first guys getting uh, getting shopped, if anything, uh, out of there. So I, I can't touch either one of these. I don't mind Zach Levine at 8500 That price tag starting to dip more and more. I want to see it just drop. 100 to 200 dollars more and i can just feel like so comfortable smashing it in but it's still a fantastic matchup everything that we said about chicago's backcourt we can say the same things about cleveland's uh outside of that i think i'll be looking at some dad young just for the, all the reasons i said how i can't trust uh you know lord marketing wendell carter jr well thad young is probably the only thing that is dependable near this front court at this point so at 6400 it's not a, a great price tag but he's been churning out that pretty much past four games so i don't mind taking some stabs at him here yeah, he's a he's a solid guy to go to. So I, I don't mind that. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm looking. I'm more interested in Zach Levine at 8,500, like you said, uh, just because of the weak backcourt he's up against, and I think he's just due for another big game. Uh, and then the other guy I'd throw in there is more of a GPP play. Um, is Daniel Gafford at 3,000? He's a you know, basement floor pricing uh he's getting minutes and if they need help uh, guarding jared allen and, and wendell carter jr just seems to get injured every stinking game for some reason uh gafford's been you know climbing back in and playing uh, 10 15 minutes so if he can get up to 20 minutes at 3,000, I, I like him a lot uh he's really been playing with a, a, like a fire's been lit in the room too he's been in there so uh that's my gpp play for the bulls all right we'll keep it moving Another 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Memphis Grizzlies travel to OKC. They're taking out of the Thunder for the Grizzlies. Just Jaron Jackson Jr. Santino would say right around the corner. This poor guy, man. He's one of my favorite young players. I just want this guy to get back on the court. For OKC, Darius Baisley, Josh Hall, George Hill. And uh, we're not going to give Myers Leonard the, the credits. He's not on the team. But they're all out. 
and as far as a game total and a spread, we do not have one. So I'll pass it over to you, Keith. This Memphis Grizzlies team. This is going to be an exciting team. Yeah. Yeah, lots of like here. I mean, this is going to be an exciting game. I think you can find a lot of value here. The Grizzlies and the Thunder, they're both uh, pretty subpar teams. So those are games that are, you know, just ripe for ripe for the picking for uh, for GPPs especially. But uh, I like Jonas Valanciunas at 7,700. Um, I mean, this is just a rock-solid guy. It's a rock-solid price. And I don't see Moses Brown or uh, Isaiah Roby uh, doing a lot to stop him. I mean, I just think he's just going to crush that. Um, John oh, Moran, well, hold on. I'm oh, going to cut you off real quick, Keith, because... Um, I mentioned the injury report, but I didn't mention the big news is that Al Horford's not on it. Yeah, so that is correct. Actually, who knows? Yes. And I forgot. And I, and I actually did look at this before I even uh, considered that. But I, I, I don't know if he plays. I mean, <laughs> I like who said, knows? It's just, yeah, I mean, it, I guess you have to keep an eye in there. I, I'm just kind of rolling out there as if he's not playing. I mean, the dude rested, what, five out of the last six games. And uh, I think the last, the last update I said was world's most most well-rested man, which is a, a very accurate statement because he's rested every single game, it seems like. And I just don't think they have any interest in playing him. So I'm rolling like he's not playing, but uh, he could very well play. And if, if Horford is playing, then maybe I don't play JV, but uh, I just don't know. Um, but uh, John Morant, 7,500, I do like him also. Um, just because of the uh, the opponent here, uh, the Thunder, they're just you know a, a team that bleeds points, as we always say. And then the other guy, like, is Grayson Allen, who I've been pl- I've been playing a lot in my GPPs at four thousand. I uh, he's quietly had 30, over thirty minutes in the last two games, and uh, you know much to the chagrin of the DeAnthony Melton crowd that wants him to play, which is includes me actually. I want I want Melton to play, but uh, Grayson Allen seems to be getting those minutes, and uh, if he's getting those minutes at, at four thousand dollars, I, I like that salary a lot. I've been uh, I've been riding the the Grayson Allen bandwagon. I feel like, and I'm glad uh, you know. Just ever I hate the guy. I hate the player. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but just the fact that, like you said, this dude when they like him, they want to play him. Um, I don't know what it is, but whenever he's healthy, they want to give him at least 26 minutes. So uh, the fact that he's been playing 30 the past two games, I have a ton of interest in him at 4K. He's probably one of my favorite, I guess, guards. I think we mentioned a few, probably cheaper than 4200. Probably the favorite one that we mentioned so far out of those guys. And then I'll be looking at the top dogs outside of him. Uh, uh, John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, both these guys have played well in the matchup. These two teams have played twice already this season. And uh, they both hit their value pretty uh, pretty easily. John Morant's averaging about 43 DK points in 34 minutes against his team in two meetings. And Jonas Valanciunas is pretty much right there with him. Uh, 28 minutes, 43.5 DK points average. So uh, I, I think you can play both those guys. They both have, even if Horford plays... Valachutis is just a great point for a guy. We don't need him to play more than 30. If he does, fantastic. We're probably looking at the cherry on top. On the other side of the ball, OKC. Uh, Horford plays. Not playing him. Horford sits. We can definitely look at these other guys. You know, Moses Brown. It's a little bit more of a difficult matchup uh, than he's, you know, pretty much been getting. Cat, we've actually seen centers that do pretty fairly well against. And then before that, it was Houston. Uh, and then we're talking about the other monster game before that. It was Chicago. Now, yeah, I'm not saying that Memphis isn't vulnerable. You can easily take advantage of him. But Jonas Valanciunas isn't necessarily a pushover center that, uh, I mean, he broke a dude's wrist earlier this season just because he hung on the rim too long. Uh, that should that should just say enough. <laughs> uh, he, he will mess you up. Uh, but we're going to have to keep an eye on a lot of this stuff. With Darius Basie back uh, or still out, what it looks like, I think we can go right back to Pokemon. Uh, that's Alexiv Pokuzevsky. If I can ever get that name right, I apologize. <laughs> Lou Dort is expected to return in this one as well. So 
Uh, we're kind of just going to have to see what kind of starting line that they decide to roll out. And if Horford is in, if Horford's out. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I had a fair amount of shares of him in that last one at 8,300. I was feeling good about it. Uh, this one, you could play him. I don't fault you. It's just if Horford's in there, some of that usage is going to go there. Some of it's going to go to Dort. He's not going to have the same amount of shot attempts, most likely, in this one they did in the last one. So long story short, man, I want to see the starting lineup. And uh, I'll probably be looking at Pokemon right now as my number one option. And even then, he's kind of tough to love if Horford comes back. Yeah, I'm I'm actually exactly right there with you. I got Moses Brown, uh, Roby, and, and Pokashevsky. Uh, yeah, if, if Horford plays, obviously you don't play Moses Brown or Roby. I think Roby's the better GPP pivot. Moses Brown's the better cash guy. Um, and that's, again, if, if Horford's out. But, uh, yeah, Alexei Pokashevsky, man, I, I'm, I'm on that bandwagon. I snagged him in my season-long league, and I'm, I'm happy he's he's getting run because the Thunder are just tanking, and uh, they're letting him learn on the job. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it, man. He's has a huge, huge... Uh, potential i think down the f- in the future and uh you know big ceiling here for dfs purposes he's got you know blocks and rebounds and points and uh, he does all of it so um 5200 it's a good price for him uh i think he's more of a gpp play still though so i'm uh, probably not playing any of these guys in cash uh, except for moses brown if horford sits all right we'll keep it moving then another 8 p.m eastern standard time game dallas mavericks travel to minnesota they're taking on the timberwolves in this one for Dallas, Willie Cauley-Stein, Tyrell Terry ruled out. For the Timberwolves, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell ruled out, while Jordan McLaughlin is questionable in this one. 229 game total. Dallas is favored by eight points right here. So uh, this is one of the higher game totals that we have actually released to us at the moment. So I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you t- uh, touch on Dallas for us? Yeah, um, I mean, Donkic at 11K against the Timberwolves, yeah, uh, give it to me. I mean, I know, I know you'll probably agree. I mean, you have to. Your guy is your team. I mean, uh, I, I just think it's a, a rock-solid play. It's one of my favorite uh, expensive plays. I'll pay up for it, no problem. Uh, Christoph Porzingis at 8000 I'll pay for him, too, against the Timberwolves. It's just a great matchup and um, a little bit of a price, uh, a price he uh, salary for the guy, but uh, I don't mind paying it in this matchup. And then the last guy I'll add is uh, is Maxi Kleba at 4,900. This guy's getting so many minutes. I mean, it's crazy. He hasn't really been producing a lot recently, but uh, that production's just around the corner. I mean, he hits threes, he, he blocks shots, and um, I think he can do do that here as well. So uh, I, I like. Uh, I mean, I think you can play a lot of these Mavericks guys. I don't mind playing Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't mind playing, playing Dorius Finney Smith. I don't mind playing any of these guys just because of the matchup here. But uh, I am looking at the top guys mostly. Yeah, it's just top dogs for me. Uh, and it's a weird situation because, you know, in these types of matchups where you, I really do want to gravitate towards Luka, I love Luka. Uh, but we found that, you know, I, I, what I've noticed is when there is a big discrepancy, a big mismatch, they will take advantage of it with Porzingis. And they did so earlier in this season. So uh, they're not really going to have an answer for Porzingis at power forward. I'm kind of curious uh, exactly how they're going to do this, just the way he could spread the floor. And if they open the game with Vanderbilt and Towns, you know, is it going to be Towns that's chasing him out of there and getting pulled out of the paint? I don't I don't know. Vanderbilt, I doubt, can keep up with him. Uh, so we're going to have to see. He dropped 60 DK points in this matchup earlier. That is Porzingis. And when we saw Porzingis being really aggressive on offense, we saw, we saw Luka Doncic, you know, still be Luka Doncic, but in a little bit more passive way. Uh, he managed to only put up about 40, I think it was like 42 DK points in 37 minutes, uh, 9 of 22 shooting. But it was Porzingis that had the big game. Now, does that mean it's going to happen again? Absolutely not. Uh, it could very well be the other way around. Lucas having the 60 points. Porzingis is rocking with 40. One of these guys is going to explode, if not both. Uh, so I will have shares of both of them. 
And in the lineups where I want to spend up on some of these other guys in other games, I'll probably be Porzingis instead of Luka. I don't think I'll be going to any of the ancillary pieces. I don't mind Maxi Kleber, but to me, he's just kind of very, very P.J. Tucker. As you touched on, he doesn't necessarily blow up the box score. He can play 40 minutes, and you look at it, and you're like, okay, but, but, but where's the production? Uh, and it comes in bunches. It's just, you know, you're you're really playing fourth fiddle when you're talking, playing next to Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic because, you know, Doncic's got the usage worth of two people, and then Porzingis is still there. On the Minnesota side of the things, though, as we slide over to the other side of the ball, knowing that they're still without Russell, without Beasley, uh, Anthony Edwards at 7,600, starting to get priced up, a little bit priced out of the point where I'm uh, I'm interested. He's still going to be taking tons of shot attempts every single night. It's just you're you know you're paying for, uh, you know that 36 to 38 point game, which you can produce, but there's other options I'd like on this slate a little bit more. And then Cat at 10K, we know Dallas can't defend a lick at the center position, so won't fault you there, but we just already touched on some other guys that I would be spending on uh, over Carly Anthony Towns. So don't see myself going to too much on this side of the ball. Yep, it'd be another another pretty much hard fade for me. Actually, I keep taking Towns off and putting him back on my list, but um, because, like you said, the the Mavs just can't guard the center position. So, um, And Towns has really gotten his, his legs under him. I think he put up almost 70 DK points in the recent game. So uh, I could see going there for GPPs, but, yeah, I, I just ha- have other options I like better. So um, pretty much a hard fade for me on the, on the Wolves. All right, man. Uh, I like you. Same page, same page. You know, makes makes life easy, uh, and that's why we're cruising, man. I, I was worried about time initially. We're forty minutes in, and we only got three games left. So, <clears throat> eleven games. Pff, yeah, nothing. No problem. <laughs> nothing. L.A. Clippers traveling to San Antonio. This is an eight thirty Eastern Standard Time game. Patrick Beverly has been rolled out, as well as Serge Ibaka for the Spurs. Keita Bates D up. Lamarcus Aldridge out. Rudy Gay is questionable. Game total, 220 and a half. Clippers favored by five and a half points. It's, uh, it's pretty simple for me here. I'm going to just keep going back to the well on the same three guys I've been playing. And it's Paul George, Tivaka Zubats, and it's Marcus Morris Sr. As long as Serge Ibaka is out playing Zubac at 5,500, it's slowly going up there in price, but. Uh, this dude's just churning out 30-point games left and right. The floor is there. If he plays more than 25, it gives you that ceiling. He's very Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, they never really give him much more than 30, but when, if he ever does, it's a cherry on top. And we'll be happy with the 25 if he's playing him. Uh, same thing with Marcus Morris Sr. As long as this guy continues to start, uh, we can feel pretty confident, I think, in his floor of being around 25 and the ceiling if the shot's actually falling for him uh, upwards to 35. So both those guys, and I just prefer Paul George. Uh, over Kawhi Leonard point per dollar. But, hey, if you want to play the narrative, Paul George, or, I mean, Kawhi Leonard, go back to San Antonio, I won't fault you there. It's uh, it's definitely something that you can pay some attention to. At 9K, there's no reason why he doesn't just walk back into his old town and just, uh, you know, rile off another 60 DK points like he does early, did earlier in the season. He put up 56.8 in uh, 37 minutes on 13 of 22 shooting. So I wouldn't fault you. Yeah, it's it's always possible. Um, but yeah, I, I like the eighty two hundred dollar uh, price tag for Paul George better myself also, and, and Marcus Morris Senior. Um, I'm never on Zubac. I mean, I I don't fault you for it. I think it's a great play. I think he's just solid and he's consistent. And 
Uh, I just never play him. I don't know why. It's just one of those guys. But the, the other guy I have on here actually is Terrence Mann, which may surprise some people. But uh, 3300 for this guy, I think he's a great, excellent sal- salary saver here. He clearly has a role in the team recently. Um, he's played 23 and 29 minutes in the last two games, and he helped them uh, win that fourth quarter comeback against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, so I was priced up a little bit after that one. But um, I like this guy as a I like this guy as a GPP and a cash play. Actually, I just think he's got a solid role for for that price tag that he's at with at thirty three hundred. And um, you know, so uh, and I think uh, also I was going to uh, Lou Williams might be out of t- might be headed out of town. Uh, he hasn't had the best season, Lou Williams. So uh, if that is true and he's actually on the trade block and and they don't really want to uh, risk getting him injured or something like that, I could see Terrence Mann getting some of his minutes as well. Uh, I'm not going to chase that Canard game though, even though Canard Dog had a huge <laughs> game to get them back in the fourth quarter of the of the Hawks game. I'm not chasing that. No, nah, you can't. I, I can't do that either. They're another team in uh, in the running, supposedly for Lonzo Ball trying to get a hold of him. So uh, I don't know exactly how they would make that work, but they could try. Uh, on the Spurs side, Demar Derozan, eighty four hundred. Another guy involved in trade rumors. Spurs said he is fully available for trade. Uh, clearly, there's no real talks on either one of these teams. You know, or team or player really wanting to spend too much time going forward in the future. Uh, but not somebody I'm interested in at 8,400, not in this matchup. I will pass. If I'm looking anywhere, it's probably going to be at the point guard position, DeJounte Murray, 7,400. It's not the best price tag for him. You know, ever since uh, DeMar DeRozan came back, a lot of that point guard usage was sapped up for him. But I just really like this one-on-one matchup for him. Uh, he put up about 40 DK points earlier in the season, 36 minutes on uh, 9 of 18 shooting. I would expect somewhere between the 35 and 40 point range again at 7,400. It's a fair price tag. Derek White at 5,800. You know, the double digit shot attempts have been there. It's just, I, I don't mind it. I don't love it. I think that we have better options that will be available when push comes to shove. And those are the two main guys I'm looking at. If you want to look at Jakob Perto, what a fault you there. We know that the Clippers are generally pretty weak at center. And if that's a position you want to attack, no fault to you. But I just actually prefer Zubats uh, for $700 less. Two very similar type of players. Yeah, I think that's probably where we defer because I do have Potal on here, and uh, I do like him against the against Zubac uh, and no Serge Ibaka. So, sixty two hundred, I'll pay it for him. Um, again, you know, not, not my favorite play. Um, I do like Keldon Johnson at six fifty nine hundred. Also, uh, it just seems like this guy's, you know. If they're looking to the future, if they're looking to trade DeMar DeRozan, they're looking to um, change it up and get a new identity, then Keldon Johnson probably slots into one of the most prominent roles there for their team. So uh, 5900 for him, I'll play that gladly. And you touch on Derek White a little bit. I don't think I need to say much more, but uh, I'm still waiting for this guy to really take off like we were all expecting in the preseason. It hasn't happened yet. I'm going to be there for it, so I've got him on my list. All right. Can't fault you there. And I, I'm, I'm waiting if... Uh... DeRosa gets traded. I want to see some some Vassal, too. I'm excited about him. Uh, the Spurs has always managed to steal that one guy in the draft. It feels like eh, maybe he fell a little bit further than he should have. Uh, next game, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Brooklyn Nets traveling to Utah. Take on the block happy jazz in this one. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to monitor what is going on with the Nets. James Harden was game time decision coming into tonight with that next soreness. He ended up being available to play. Uh, so we'll have to monitor and see if he's going to be available the following night in Utah, see how that neck feels after the game. So no injury report for the Nets right now. For the Jazz, they are good to go. We're not going to have a game total for the exact reasons I just said, so keep an eye on that. We'll start off with this Brooklyn team. It's a little hard to break down. No, We already know that there's no Kyrie, that there's no Durant, so 
Um, you know, if you want to play uh, James Harden, if we have the availability at 10-9, fire him up. I'm not going to fault you there. I don't care about this matchup whatsoever. That does not scare me off of it. If James Harden's healthy enough to play 30-plus minutes and he's the only dog here taking these shot attempts, that's all I need to hear. Sign me up, 10-9. Uh, he'd be the stud I pay for. It's just that simple. I hope people get scared away from the questionable tag, the back-to-back, the Utah matchup. None of that really scares me away. I'm perfectly good with loading up some James Harden at this one. Outside of him, I mean, there's definitely going to be some of these other ancillary options, whether you want to go to Jeff Green at 4,400, wouldn't fault you there. Uh, Blake Griffin at 51, he's probably one guy I might be a little bit more cautious on the second half of a back-to-back with, uh, knowing that his minutes have been limited since he really applied, uh, you know, first came over to the team. Did dunk, though. Worth noting, did dunk. So that's probably it for me. I'm, I'm probably just really going to limit myself to like, James Harden. And normally I would be looking at Bruce Brown, but this this isn't the matchup that I want to target too many you know nets necessarily. I know Utah is still Utah. James Harden is just matchup proof. It's that simple. Yeah, uh, ten nine uh, James Harden all day uh, every day. He touched on. I don't really need to say much more. So I'm right there with you. Um, I like Joe Harris at 5900. I'm constantly on this guy whenever um, you know Durant and, and Kyrie Irving are out. The shots have to go somewhere. Um, you know he. he He's going to have that big game at one point, and I'm going to be there for it, just like just like with Derek White. So uh, I'll pay 5900 for him. But anytime Kyrie Irving's out, the guy you have to look at is Bruce Brown, 4700. So uh, that's probably my favorite play uh, outside of Harden on the on the Nets, and uh, it's a good salary saver also. So he's just about that bargain price point at 4700. All right, I'll let you just lead us right into Utah, man. Who are you looking at? Yeah, and uh, for the Jazz, I mean, I got to go back to my guy Rudy Gobert. I actually was just taking a look uh, as you were talking there. At uh, I had a little little prop bet on uh, Ennis Cantor going over 11.5 points against these Nets, and uh, they're playing tonight. And he's already got 13 points, uh, and it's only and there's like nine minutes left in the second quarter. So uh, I love playing centers against these uh, the Nets and Rudy Gobert 8400. I'll I'll play I'll pay that all day for sure. Um, just think he's gonna he's gonna smash that. Uh, Joe Inglis at 5800. Uh, quietly, this guy has been just a sharpshooter the last three games. He's been shooting over 70, percent uh, which is just insane. I don't know if he keeps it up, but it's a Nets defense, so it's there's a good chance he does. And uh, 5800 is a good a great price point for him. And then I'm gonna throw in just because the pace is up there um, for these Jazz uh, players. I'm gonna throw in Royce O'Neal, who's usually filler for my lineup, at, but at 4600, I think he's um, a little bit better than filler just because of like I said, he's paced. Up. They're gonna be paced up uh so all the stats get magnified and uh so i'll throw them in there at 4600 for for a uh, uh filler for your lineup i'm not necessarily not necessarily reaching for them i i won't argue against any jazz play i mean it's just an up pace tempo we know that brooklyn um they're gonna bleed points regardless and it's gonna they're gonna be even worse i mean i'm not saying that you know Kyrie Irving is necessarily an all-class defender or anything but the less bodies they have the harder that james Harden is gonna have to work just to keep this going and they're gonna be able to key in on him a little bit more uh, I I I'll, I don't mind taking stabs at any one of these guys. Mitchell's a little priced out of my liking, but again, it's not even Mitchell in this matchup. If they want to go back and forth, they can go back and forth. He can put in 40 real-life points in this game. Wouldn't shock me in the least. Uh, Gobert would be my top option, though. I'm with you. Centers against the Nets. I feel like that's a thing that we can, we've can we been targeting for about three seasons now, and it's not going away anytime soon. Not unless they, they just make one of these all uh, you know big, big free agent signings even then. We're not afraid of attacking guys like Whiteside and, uh, and Andre Drummond necessarily either. I don't mind looking at one of these other backcourt guys between Conley and Clarkson. I think they're both priced appropriately. Uh, around that 6K mark leaves them you know, a little bit of juice on the bone over there. So I wouldn't be shocked if either one of those guys turns out a 30 to 40 DK point game. They're just not primary targets of mine. But again, going against Brooklyn, you got to get a pace bump in there. Absolutely. One last 
game, my good friend. Oh, yes. 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Before we jump into it, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, Manscaped. Guys, check them out if you haven't already. Head over to manscaped.com for all of your male grooming needs, whether it's for you, a friend, a spouse, maybe it's your travel kit, always the travel kit. They got your help over there, guys. Manscaped has a lovely line of products. My favorite being the Lawnmower 3.0. It is a fantastic razor when I tell you this, guys. It quick charges. It is waterproof. You can charge that whole thing up in about 40 minutes. Uh, and that thing will last you probably about a good six to eight hours. And I'm just speaking off of personal preference. I'm not reading the box here. It's something I use on a weekly basis, guys. Fantastic product. And best part, no nicks, no cuts. The most important thing that you need when your male grooming needs. So, guys, check out the lawnmower for 3.0. And if that's not your stick, they have everything else you need for all of your male grooming needs, including toner, conditioner, body wash, body sprays, aftershaves, you name it, ear and nose hair trimmer. Guys, if you head over there, use that promo code HoopBall20, you get 20% off plus free shipping on your entire purchase. Guys, that's promo code HoopBall20 for 20% off plus free shipping. Final game of the night, Atlanta Hawks going against the Sacramento Kings. This is a game that we uh, that we're probably pretty interested in ending it on, man. I mean, we talked about a lot of bad games. This is one that we're kind of happy about ending it on. Chris Dunn has been ruled out, as well as Cam Reddish for the Hawks. Danilo Gallinari is questionable. For the Kings, Marvin Bagley is out dealing with that left-hand fracture, and he is not going to be a piston. That we know. Uh, and speaking of broken wrist due to Jonas Valanciunas, uh, <laughs> Metu uh is questionable uh how's that for timing after i just mentioned that did not even see that coming uh <laughs> did not plan it funny but 236 and a half game total the largest on the night that we've mentioned so far minus three for atlanta being favored over in this one i'll pass it over to you start about this hawks team and trey young at 8700 is that the cheapest he's been all year uh, I don't know, but I'm willing to pay it. <laughs> I'm willing to pay it in this in this game. I think you know this game definitely. Uh, you mentioned it has uh, the potential, and it's probably going to end up being the highest game total of the night. So this is the one that we're going to probably want to target and stack uh, if we were to stack any of these games. And uh, Trey Young at 8,700, yeah, I'll pay that. And you know he's um, probably going to hit value and always has that ceiling where he can really surpass that value very easily. Uh, Clint Capella at 7,300. I got a lot of interest in him as well. Um, I don't think the, you know, the Kings have Hassan Whiteside, but they don't play him more than 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, maybe they do here, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, I just think Capella is going to eat uh, a price tag that I'm willing to pay for the guy. Uh, he's had some big games this season, and he could have another one here, I think. Uh, and then the other guy I'm going to add here, and we're going to look out for uh, – the news on Danilo Gallinari, but Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, at 4,000. I love him for GPPs, and uh, and if Gallo's going to be out, I'll love him for cash also. Um, the wing situation in in, uh, in Atlanta has been a little a little hit or miss, and I know DeAndre Hunter's back, but if Gallo's out, that's going to open up more minutes for this guy. So 4,000 is a, a pretty fair price to pay for him, in my opinion. Ooh, if Gallo's out, if Gallo's in, I'm playing this guy. Mm. Revenge. Mm. Revenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> never got his shot he fell in sacramento got pushed out uh he wanted to leave anyway but yeah I, I definitely have some interest i see him getting up a little bit for this game 4k great price tag for a guy that's gonna be taking some high volume shot attempts if Danilo gallinari is rolled out it's only a bonus and then you touched on trey young 8700 won't fault you there fantastic price tag put up 45 dk points in this matchup earlier in the season you can easily do that here if not more 
Uh, and then looking at this front court, if I'm playing John Collins, he's a guy that's getting his name mentioned in trade rumors. Very similar situation to Laurie Marketing, where they couldn't come to contract terms. Uh, writings on the wall. He's probably going to sign to somewhere next season. So uh, just play him in your utility spot. That way, this is a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Worst comes to worst, you hear that he gets late scratched. You can make that quick swap, play Capella. Uh, you have yourself an out. So just you know, keep an eye on any of these guys that are being involved in trade rumors uh, that you might or you know might be worried that they might get scratched. Just leave yourself an out with those guys. You know, have a backup plan is what I'm saying. So don't mind looking at them, uh, but just make sure you have that plan. If I had to play one of these guys, it would be Capella. You touched on it. Sacramento can't defend a lick at center. Um, you know, not saying anything bad about Rashawn Holmes. He's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, but they're still giving up a pretty good amount of points to center. So I just get a little worried about these minutes. 29 minutes seems like it's the most that he's been able to play over the past few games. And, uh, you know, does he get that there? He could, but a heel. Yeah, I'll keep him in my player pool. I'll keep him in there. I'll keep him in there. It's just such a great matchup. And we know that Capella could turn out a 20 and 20 game in this one pretty easily if he gets 30 plus. On the Sacramento side of things, though. Who are you looking at over here? Jaron Fox at 9K. Do you prefer him or Trey Young? That's a good question. Uh, I prefer Fox. I I, I just think um, I think I prefer. Let me let me put it this way. I prefer Fox for cash. I prefer uh, Young for GPPs. I think I think uh, Young probably has a higher ceiling, uh, just ever so slightly than Fox. But Fox is is just um, he's just been on a tear. So I don't mind paying 9K for this guy against the the lackluster Atlanta Hawks defense. Uh, but my favorite plays are actually my favorite play is actually Terry's Halliburton at 5700. This guy got I think 36 minutes last game, and if you're gonna get 36 minutes of Halley uh, for 5700, sign me up all day, man. That's uh, that's money right there. Uh, so this guy's got to be a lock for me if, if that's um, what he's gonna get, and it, it's looking like that's probably will be his workload. Uh, and then the other guy I'm looking at would be Hassan Whiteside at 4100. This is just for DPPs, uh, and this is just assuming that maybe John Collins or, or Clem Capella is going off, and they need to get a big big body in there to guard these guys. Uh, Whiteside's really the only option for him. So uh, 4,100, I'll go there for GPPs. I'm not not going there at all for cash, though. I think the Halliburton call is the uh, is the one I agree with completely. Um, I'm not really playing anybody else in the Kings. I don't mind Fox whatsoever, obviously. You, I think you said that perfectly. Fox makes a little bit more sense to cash, but we know Trey Young probably possesses that little bit of a higher ceiling, just knowing uh, we've seen this dude just shoot the lights out of a gym before. So... Don't mind looking at him, but I'm really good to be going to Halliburton. I was all over him in that last game. We we saw that this minutes limit was going to get lifted. They were talking about it. They mentioned it. It did. It's at 36. He's the starting two guard now that Marvin Bagley's out of the lineup. That's not going anywhere. They already announced it going forward. Even that that's it. He's our starting shooting guard. Uh, expect high usage. Expect this guy to be a prominent part of this offense. He may be a rookie, but he feels like he's one of the most polished and experienced rookies to come into the NBA in quite some time. This dude just looks like a professional. Uh, has a great outside shot, great basketball IQ. He's great defensively. Really excited about it. I don't know if I talked highly enough about Tyrese Halliburton, but uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, he was my favorite player coming out of this draft. Really, really impressed by what I've seen so far. But that is it, my friend. That rounds us out. That brings us home. That is all 11 games in just under an hour. But we can't take off just yet. We got our player tiers. So I'll let you lead off. Why don't you give me your favorite expensive player that you're going to be touching on tonight? Well, I am going to go ahead and steal James. 
before you get a chance to, because like you said, he is just rock solid, man. I can't really go wrong with him. So I, I need a win. And I'm, if I need a win, I'm going James Harden in, in real life and in DFS. So uh, as long as he's healthy and playing and, and, uh, and the other two top dogs, Brooklyn are out, uh, fire this guy up in GPPs, fire him up in cash, fire him up everywhere. Um, just, just rock solid. So uh, Harden. I can't fault you there, man. That's exactly where I was going to go. Uh, and since you did take my Harden, um, I mean, the easy cop out would just be Luca, uh, you know, and I feel like I might just take the easy cop out because I mean, those are the only two guys, I guess, over 10K I'm really playing on this slate. And I would say for the most part, probably even over nine. I mean, I'm going to sprinkle some Fox and some Leonard, uh, but I, I'll probably have more Luca when push comes to shove than I will have Fox and Leonard. So I got to be a man of my uh, my convictions and my words. So I'll say Luca. Uh, when push comes to shove, I know that's probably where the majority of my ownership is going to go compared to some of these other high-priced guys. But we'll slide down to the mid-tier, which is about 7500 or less. So who are you looking at around that price tag? Let's say between five and 7500 Well, I'm going to leave the guy that I think you're going to choose to you this time. And I'll go ahead... Um... I'll snag uh, Joe Inglis, actually, 5,800. I love Joe here. Um, he's just been the hottest shooter in the NBA, and no one really cares about it. No one's really talking at all about it. Uh, but he's shot 70% or better from the field in three straight games, and this could be the fourth game he does it against the Nets, just weak defense. So uh, I think you roll him out there in all formats, and I think he's just a safe play at 5,800. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and assume you, you think I'm, I'm going to say Halliburton. Yeah, I would yeah, assume that, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fair assumption, man. I can't I can't fault you there. Yeah, I'll probably leave my boy Halliburton with the caveat of, um, you know, believe it or not, I might have more McConnell if we hear that uh, Brogdon's rolled out a very similar price tag. So uh, I did the same thing the other night with Marcus Smart and Halliburton at the same price tag. I actually had both of those guys in most of my lineups, and I might do it again with McConnell uh, and Halliburton. Both those guys, very similar price tags, like both of them. Just need the news from McConnell, Halliburton. We know we're good to go. We can fire him right up. So, value tier, my good friend. So, under 5K, some of the value plays. We've talked about a few of them in that 4K range, but who you uh, who you really gravitating towards? Um, yeah, under 5K. We I think we usually say under 4200, and uh, so that's why I have to. Look oh, let's do under. Here. Let's do under 42. Yeah, I, I like yeah. it better. Yeah, no, that's okay. Under 42. Uh, so under 42, it's a little rough, and that's uh. So you were saying under 5K. I was getting a little greedy there. I was like, oh, I can look at some of these guys. Uh, under 42 though is a little rough. I don't like too many people under that price range. So um, my guy that I'm looking at there is Terrence Mann at 3300. Um, and I I said it before. He's he's, he's got a prominent role in the offense and or on the team now with the Clippers. Um, and I think. Uh, you know, I really think that Lou Williams' time and is coming to an end, which is unfortunate for basketball. But uh, you know, all good things must come to an end, and uh, so I think Terrence Mann's the guy that's stepping into that role mostly, and uh, I like him at thirty-three hundred. I think it's a really great price tag. All right, I don't mind that one. I actually thought you were going to go with uh, the other two guys that we both liked at four K, um, which was Grayson Allen and Bogdanovich. So yeah. I, I Allen would have been the other one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think all three of them are great plays. You can't go wrong with all three of them. Uh, Terrence Mann is definitely a little sneakier than the other two. I definitely think he's probably the you know going to be a, a lower owned guy that we could definitely get an edge with if he has one of those blow up games. And those big rebounding games aren't a mistake. But Terrence Mann, he is a rebounding guard. He's good at that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, I'll, I'll look at uh, if I have to pick one of these guys, I'll go with Bogdanovich because I like narratives and I like the sexy upside. I like the game total. I like everything else surrounding it. So uh, I'll lean Bogdanovich at 4K as my value play that I'll be locking in. So. Boom, there we have it. That is our player tear. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, always a pleasure. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, it uh, means the world to us every time you guys tune in. And if you haven't already, give us a thumbs up. 
five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you may be listening to this. Uh, and if you could, and if you want, screenshot that bad boy. Screenshot that five-star review in your comment. Tag any one of the Hoopball DFS team over here on Twitter or even Dan Baskris, and you'll be entered into a, a drawing for a free Fantasy Pass membership over here. So if you're wondering what that does, you can head over to hoop Ball, check it out. But I'll give you a quick synopsis. Gives you access to all of the behind the paywall stuff, including our Discord live chat with a lot of our experts. One that, you know, Keith just straight dominates every night and hands out just money winning advice in. Uh, so check it out, guys. Screenshot it, tag us, get entered for a free fantasy pass. And then follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Micah Patria, M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find Keith at Ginsburg Beats, G 1 N S B E R G B 3 A T S. That is it. So, Keith, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, man. Let's uh, let's go get that money. Let's go get that money. I agree. The money will be get. <laughs> be had. I think that's the way to say it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be on here at Santino. We know that will go off the rails. Have a good night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.